you are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a post-angelic sweep uh, weekend for the Cleveland Indians. I am your host, Jeff Ellis, formerly of 24-7 and scout and Indians baseball insider and the Cleveland fan and waiting for next year. Uh, I think those are all the places I had stuff that were kind of, that still exist in some form or another. Now, I guess scout technically doesn't, but I was a national writer there, so I'm going to continue to uh, to bring that one up. Welcome to the show. I want to thank, uh, well, first, Andy and Aaron for their kind words when I talked about cutting back a little bit. Uh, you know, I just... For those who were like nervous or curious or did not catch Friday's show, uh, it's hard with a day job. Uh, my second child is due any time now. <laughs> and if there's ever a gap in shows when there shouldn't be at the end of uh, September here, or August, I should say, then you know that the baby has come. That That's kind of my alert to the crowd out there. The only reason for a gap at this point in time is due to that. But I officially kind of did the paperwork and the alert to bring in a kind of a more experienced co-host. No knock on anyone we have here right now. We might, you know, still try to find ways to loop people in. It's just I'm so super busy right now that I don't have time for five days a week and locked on nows. And, uh, I mean, Caleb's doing a good job with social media, but it's like the locked on nows, the five days a week, the video podcast, the fact that they're trying to get every podcast to pivot to the YouTube video uh, I don't have anything against that, but it is more work. So bringing in a host who can help facilitate that and kind of step up is the big point. And, you know, if it could cut it down to where I'm doing two to three days a week, that is what I'm going for. So, again, uh, any changes that come down the pipe have literally nothing to do with anyone other than the fact that I'm, I'm burned out. So I want to thank everyone for the kind words and the support when I mentioned this on Friday. I just want to get out in front of it because, for me, it's I, I tell my boss – I locked on and then they're like okay uh don't talk to anyone and <laughs> i hate that so uh technically don't let anyone know i'm doing it but i'm just kind of letting the fan base know because i think it's important to loop you guys in for so many of you you've been with me since the very beginning uh, i want to keep you you know as parts of this is a close-knit community so thank you uh, i did want to answer a few quick questions i got on twitter and then we're gonna dive into these games because they are super fun games to discuss uh, Andy on top of his ty- kind words asked me why Jones isn't playing first base more. I I don't know why they're so insistent on Jones playing third unless you know they they're going to be super active in trading. So Jones has spent this whole year on the forty man. He's can be on the forty man next year to a certain point. I mean they might just manipulate service time. I the chances that Jose Ramirez gets traded even if there's a salary floor even if they have to spend upwards of 100 to 120 million uh travis sawchuck at the score did an interesting piece trying to figure out exactly what would make sense for a salary floor because everyone knows as i talked about uh on that episode 100 million if that's where they're starting then if uh, a salary floor would have to be higher like it that's a starting point that's not where it's going to be so it could actually be closer to 120 or so and you might think oh that means it would definitely keep jose hold on smaller guys don't age well don't get mad at me but the guys who are like that 5-8 grouping by general consensus when you look at the elite players the aging curve is a little more rough typically and remember his contracts takes him i believe through his age 31 year 
So even with that additional space, I don't know if they look to extend Jose. Uh, it'll be curious to see how he plays next year because he is still awesome. He is still excellent. He is not what he was the previous four years. Let's be honest. This year has been a slight decline uh, just in terms of performance on the field. Again, he is utterly spectacular. He is one of the greatest Indians of all time. Uh, yes, of all time. Already in his career, what he has done for them, just the the level of play. But this is a hitter who, you know, it was seven, seven and a half. 2019 was three. Last year was 2.4, a 4.4 this year. So it is better. But you look at that 2019, you know, it's the age 24, 25 years. This is his age 28, I believe. Uh, he'll turn 29 September year. So again, this is not me saying he is over the hill or done by any means because he is not. But knowing the Indians, knowing how they grade aging curves, and knowing that they have the data on players who are kind of 5'8 and, you know, 5'10 and smaller, let's be honest, that traditionally the aging curve is rougher on those players, especially in the age 30 years, I wouldn't be shocked if he's traded no matter what. And I know that is unpopular opinion to the nth degree. Uh, so especially when they're like, Nolan Jones is a third baseman and they refuse to play him uh, anywhere else, that is why I tend to take that extra look. And he also asked if Chout uh, never comes back, is he a Hall of Famer? Yes, I think he is. I think he has done enough at this point in time. He is a generational talent. Uh, over the course of his career, he has had just my, I mean, he was, you know, head and shoulders better than anyone else he was playing against. Uh, so yes, in my mind, he is. Now let's dive into these games. Let's start with Friday. So this was a game I expected them to lose. I've been very rough on Sam Henches this year. What a performance by him. And Trevor Steffen, I mean, he needed this as well. Those two, you combine them. They went seven innings, gave up four hits, struck out four, allowed one run, and had one walk. There was a wild pitch for Henches as well. What a, Like I said, Henches needed it. Trevor Steffen needed it. Parker Garza needed it. I talked about he had had, what, four straight outings giving up a run this one, you know, everyone came in and was great. I mean, over the course of this game, uh, the Indians went 9-1. to one. They only allowed four hits and one walk. Five opportunities, one extra base hit. This was a stellar pitching performance. Uh, and then offensively, three for four for straw, for straw with a walk, two doubles. Uh, Franmo Reyes gets off the schneid, goes two for five, gets a home run. Bradley Zimmer... Has one hit. Let's see. The other home run was Jose Ramirez, who went two for four and had a walk. Ahmed Rosario goes two for four with a walk. Daniel Johnson goes two for five. Uh, Wilson Ramos has a hit and a walk. Everybody had a hit. Everyone had a hit. That's just awesome to see. It was a strong performance on the entire lineup. I mean, what more do I need to say than that? It's an eight to one victory. The Indians had 15 hits and four walks. So they had 19 opportunities. Uh, they did have an error, so I guess technically, by my little quick metric math, uh, the uh, Angels had six opportunities and got nothing on it. The Indians had 19 opportunities. They got nine runs. They had, what, five extra base hits? Just a strong overall performance. Miles Straw, we got to dig into him a little bit here, and maybe we'll save it for the second segment. But what he has done since he's come to the Indians, uh, he's he stepped it up. His OPS is an 837. His OPS plus is a 127. Uh, I mean, he was a little, he was a below average bat in Houston, 
he is just playing on fire. He's not going to keep this up. There's no way a slugging percentage is going to stay at 447. Uh, but you have to love what he's done in terms of defense and just the production he's given you. What a performance by Miles Straw. Reached base four times in this one. I, I have to give two of the stars to uh, Henches and Stefan, though. Four innings, three innings, one earned run, zero earned runs, and only one hit. Th- those are two of the three. And then you got to give it to Jose. Yes, Straw reached base more times, and yes, Straw had extra had uh, one more extra base hit, but Jose had the home run. That gets to be the separator. There are guys. I mean, Fran Mill Reyes goes two for five with a home run. There are a lot of games this year where that's an easy, uh, easy three star. I mean, that's how good this game on Friday was with Rosario and Straw on the outside looking in for that little award I give. It's hard to get a better one than this. It just, it is. We'll wait for the third section about Otani in general. I mean, he was the talk of this entire series before it began, rightfully so, because he's going to probably win the American League MVP. Uh, Oh, as it reminds me, Aaron pointed out that Goslin is a former UVA player, and he was hitting third on Friday. So uh, given those UVA guys, I, I, you know, I give them some, uh, I, I run them down a bit, so you do have to give them credit. But just looking at this Angels team, you look at that Friday lineup, Juan Lagares was, you know, back in the day, like five years ago, was a premium defender in center field. Guy couldn't stay healthy, struggled to find a spot. Uh, Brandon Marsh, Joe Adele. Joe Adele, I mean, this is the danger of prospects. Like, he was the can't-miss kid. He was easily one of the top four to five prospects in baseball, and now we're here you know this not to like degrade him and not to say he can't turn it around this is also where i get nervous this is where i kind of go you know this is where you just have to remember nothing is a sure thing and specifically with prospects in the lower minors uh there's such a greater risk now that's not to say throw them all away burn them uh, just to say never don't count your tickets before they're hatched when it comes to prospects we're gonna take a quick break we're gonna come back and discuss uh game two and three Everyone knows I love it when we get a new sponsor. And I have to let you know I share a bed with a Pro Bowl quarterback, an Olympic swimmer, and a national women's soccer star. Let me explain. When I heard how many athletes sleep on Molecule Mattress and called it the best sleep ever, I thought, I gotta order me one of these. Uh, I'm no elite athlete. I do love to hop on my little bike in the basement, uh, do a lot of yard work, or hop uh, strap on those ice skates. And I do have my issues at night. I am someone who gets warm. You know, maybe it's too much to know. It, it sometimes I, I'm that person who gets too warm when I sleep. But Molecule's there for me because their sleep scientists literally created the world's most perfect mattress. It's unlike any other mattress in a box. It's cool to touch, not like other foam mattresses. It is six times the airflow of other mattresses, so it helps keep me cool at night. It's zone reflex layers that adjust with me and all my weird sleep positions so I never awaken with a stiff neck or sore back. And it's antimicrobial. Molecule mattress is how elite athletes get the best sleep ever. Sleep on your Molecule mattress risk-free for 100 nights. If you don't have the deepest, most restorative sleep ever, return it. Visit Molecule.com and save 20% with the promo code LOCKEDON. Again, save 20% with the promo code LOCKEDON at Molecule.com. So game two, Tristan McKenzie is a new man. Uh, what a performance by him. You know, I've been rough on him at points. Like, there's no point in trying to downplay it, walk back statements I've made. I have been unsure if he is going to be a starter long term, and I have made that statement multiple times. 
This is not like I'm coming here and saying something I've never said before. People know this. Uh, I've, I've just had doubts. You know, I get same way. I sometimes think that we overvalue prospects. They get nervous by unicorns, and that's what McKenzie is. But what made him great in the minors, and, you know, to let's make McKenzie great again, was he didn't walk anyone. He always had really low walk rates. He's a guy who never had big velocity. He never added velocity, which many of us thought he would add. He never had, like, outstanding stuff. It was always good, but it was the ability to hit his spots. And for him, that's what he's doing. I mean, he is just making people look silly. Uh, much was made of, for very good reason, Otani in that game, where he went over four with three strikeouts. Let's just go ahead and, and unveil the numbers for this series. He went, if I did everything correctly, two for five with five strikeouts and two walks. The Indians shut down the hottest hitter in baseball and maybe the best hitter in baseball this year and completely, totally, and utterly in a way that really he has not been shut down all year. It, it was uh, kind of mind-boggling to watch how well they handled him. In this one, again, the top of the lineup. Two for five for Straw, three for four with a walk for Ahmed Rosario, two for three with a walk for Jose, Fran Mill with a hit and a walk, Mercado, two hits and a walk, Zimmer, not his best performance, but he still got an RBI, he still did something in the box score, two hits for Owen Miller, one hit by Ernie Clement, uh, Zimmer and Hedges are the only ones who did not have a hit or reach base, Jose Ramirez with a double and a home run, Ahmed Rosario with his seventh home run of the year, Stolen base by Jose Ramirez and Owen Miller. And then the most shocking one, Fran Mel Reyes is up to four. How does that guy get ahead of steam? How does that guy get, like, he can't be back there. You have to know when he's running. He's too big. He just sticks out to begin with. Uh, it's just when you're watching him steal base, you're like, oh, that's got to be his first of the year every single time it happens. Pitching-wise, again, I've been rough on Shaw, but he, one hit in, in his inning, you'll take that. It is interesting that he's essentially the eighth inning. Class A is the ninth inning. Uh, Karen Chalk's just kind of out of it. That is not his role anymore. They're still trying to figure out exactly what to do with him. Since he can no longer use the sticky substances, he is just a different guy. That's just the truth of the matter for him. Uh, McKenzie, though, seven innings, two hits, one walk. Give up the one earned run, eight strikeouts. Clearly one of our players of the game with Ahmed and Jose. This was another rather easy one to sit there and talk about who is performing well. You go to the box score, they should have had more, honestly. 13 hits and 4 walks. That's seven opportun- or 17 opportunities. When you get 5 runs on 17 opportunities, they actually didn't hit well in, in those moments. They should have had more on the table. The other side of things, 3 hits and a walk. That's it. I mean, the Indians pitching staff completely shut down that uh, Angels offense. Now, the Angels offense is uh, specifically, once you get past, we talked about the great year that like Stasi is having and Walsh and, of course, Otani. Fletcher, like I said, I, I see a lot of Freeman with Fletcher. So he's got that 298 average, but there's not much to back it up. That's always going to be my concern. Upton was a weird free agent signing at the time, coming off kind of a bad year, and it's one of those they've almost regretted every single year. Uh, Otani's been spectacular. Walsh has been a great uh, development. Stasi has been a great development. Oh, man, the rest of it, though. It is it is not, you know, I was talking about, no one called me out on it. I'll call myself out. I realized I talked about Andrew Haney and then forgot that he was traded to uh, the Yankees. Like, And this is a team that, 
they just can't figure out what they're doing. And this Saturday game, I like Reed Detmers, and I thought he was a very good pick. I had him rated higher than where he went in the draft uh, from Louisville. I know he hasn't been great in the majors. Remember, this is a guy drafted in 2020 in a shortened season, no minor leagues. He is already up in the majors, having had multiple starts basically a year after being drafted. And that's with, again, almost no junior season of baseball and almost no, I mean, and very little experience in the minor leagues. Uh, they they rocket shipped him up there, and it hasn't worked out perfectly right now. Uh, I was just kind of curious to look up his minor league numbers. I was hoping they would uh, have those easily. Yeah, so he pitched 13 games in the minors, 60 innings. And, I mean, he was awesome down there, but it is still just 13 starts in the minors. That's a very little... Uh, in terms of his opportunities and chances for development. He's he's very close to the same dude he was at Louisville at this point in time, and that's also why he's kind of struggling right now. But still, I wanted to give him credit. It's just it's amazing anytime any player gets to the majors that quickly. But you combine those two games now, we've talked about one, no, I'm sorry, two runs on seven hits, and I believe just two walks. So two runs on nine opportunities, and it wouldn't get any better. Uh, We'll talk about Sunday's game in the third segment, but let's take a moment and talk about the fantastic sponsors to keep this show on the air. And one of those sponsors is Built Bar. You know them. You love them. Let's see what they got going on right now over at BuiltBar.com. I am going to have one of these for breakfast tomorrow. Probably the orange. I've been preferring that to the grasshopper and the rocky road that I have. Right now, they also have, you can still get orange and strawberry, which are ones that come and go, coconut almond and the peanut butter brownie. Those are not flavors that are typically around all the time. So go check those out for yourself. Remember, when you go there, you want to use the promo code LOCKED15. That'll save you 15% off your order. It's what I used when I ordered my most recent order, which was the orange and the Rocky Road, which is, sorry, already sold out. But again, this is your time to go get peanut butter. Go get the coconut almond. They do coconut so well. Uh, I was tempted to reorder. Pistachio is unfortunately already gone. If you heard me talk about that on Friday's show, it was there for a weekend. You got to jump on these when you get the opportunity. So jump to BuiltBar.com. Promo code LOCK15. It's going to give you your best savings possible. It's a fantastic product. It's healthy. It tastes great. It fills you up. What more do you need? BuiltBar.com, promo code is LOCKED15. And this would be the point in the show where I'd go over to BetOnline.ag and look up the line for tomorrow's game. But it's an off day, so there is no line for tomorrow's game. Uh, The series is coming up against the Rangers. The Rangers are really bad. Yes, I have not looked at the individual matchups, but I'm going to favor the Indians in almost every single one of those matchups because the Rangers are currently one of the worst teams in all of baseball. They're not the Baltimore Orioles, currently on an 18-game losing streak, or you know the Houston Astros, who are 7-3 in their last 10. But they're the, the next worst record. So I'm going to assume that almost every single one of these games over at betonline.ag, the Indians will be favored. But I am curious to see next time Baltimore plays, like when, when it, would they uh, be a fan of theirs over at betonline.ag. Let's see what's going on on their site. Let's look at some of those sports scores for tomorrow. Remember the promo code is locked on for theirs. Uh, Tomorrow's games, you got the Rangers with Kobe Allard 
getting a run and a half against Boston. That must be a makeup game. Uh, Chicago White Sox with Lance Lynn. Uh, Alec Manoa is getting a run and a half at the Blue Jays. No line for the Rockies versus the Cubs. Daniel Lynch is getting a run and a half against Houston Astros and Zach Greinke. Seattle is getting a run and a half against Oakland Athletics and Paul Blackburn. Ooh, I don't love any of those matchups, i got to be honest. Those are not ones that really excite me one way or another and feel like you have the advantage in any of them. But maybe you disagree, and if you disagree, go over to betonline.ag today. Use that promo code LOCKEDON to get a 5-0, 50% bonus on your first deposit. Check it out for yourself. That is betonline.ag, promo code LOCKEDON. Okay, so let's get back in it. Game three, the Little League game, as we will call it. And uh, it looked like the Indians were facing a Little League team at points, let's be honest. The Angels, four hits. I mean, that's what, four, three, and four? They managed 11 hits over three games. The Indians had 15 in the first game. 15 hits in game one for the Indian, 11 by the Indians, 11 total hits by the Angels in this series. When you're going through and you're looking at uh, the game, it's just, whew. Uh, you almost feel bad for the Angels fans at this point, right? Uh, Tani finally has a, a pretty strong game. One hit, two walks. You'll take that compared to everything else. No extra base hits. He also had a stolen base. And that's one of those things I hadn't realized he's, that was his 19th of the year. I Everything else he's doing, I didn't realize the dude's probably going to be at least a 2020 guy. Obviously, he's got, what, 40 home runs already, but he's so close there. For the Indians, uh, doubles by Straw and Hedges, Rosario with his eighth home run. Now, he had six total heading into this series, two in this series. 25% of his home runs came from this Angels series so far this year. The Indians' offense, not necessarily at its best. Uh, six hits and two walks. Rosario, I believe, is the only player to reach base twice in this one. Uh, Zimmer, after I talked him up, oh, man, you know, you talk a guy up and he just makes you look as terrible as possible. Uh, I feel uh, like he's personally out to make me look foolish right now. But enough of that. Quantrell, what he is doing over the second half is just unbelievable. Seven innings, two hits, nine strikeouts, two walks, no earned runs. Uh, it's it's unbelievable. He, what he and McKenzie are doing right now, I'm, a little, I'm more excited by Quantrell than McKenzie. And that's because Quantrell has done more. Right, he has been good for almost from the moment they put him in the rotation. He has a longer track record of success. Mackenzie, I'm still excited about though. Like, can you hear my voice? This is a rotation to get excited for right now. This rotation, it's going to be hard to match the glory days, right? Like when you got Kluber and Bauer and Clevenger and Bieber and Carrasco, and that thing is just churning right and you had five guys who were top 20 pitchers in baseball that's gonna be hard to meet that's gonna be hard to beat but Quantrell has been I guarantee you I don't have the numbers in front of you I guarantee you in terms of what he has done is a top five American League pitcher in the second half McKenzie it's two starts but we'll see you have reasons for hope there Savali could have been an all-star if he'd stayed healthy Bieber would have been an all-star if he'd stayed I mean Bieber's still like top five on this team in terms of uh, war, even though he hasn't played for two months because of how well he was playing. So when you got Bieber at the top, you got Savali, you know, Plesak has not been as good as a year ago, but he's still a solid number five. He's still a solid pitcher. Morgan's look good. It is nice depth. It is a nice change. I mean, I was out here for how long? Like, let's trade for JT Brubaker. 
now they got six starters. Now I'm feeling like, okay, you can feel comfortable. You can feel good about what this team has in place pitching-wise. Quantrell, man, I wouldn't be shocked, bold take time, if he gets votes for Cy Young. Now, I'm not saying he's going to be first, second on anyone's ballot, because he won't. But a down-the-ballot, ballot? No, not Chase Ballot, the catcher, former uh, catcher for the Kansas City Royals, might still be in their minors. I uh, really liked his power potential. Right-handed bat, enough of him. But down the ballot, with what Quantrell has done this year, he, he's going to get some looks. And, you know, everyone is going out of their way to fall over this whole, like, Rosario better than Frankie Lindor thing. And, yeah, he's been better offensively this year. When I talked about, like, last year, it wasn't a hard hurdle to carry, but defensively it's a huge difference between those two players. Legitimately, though, Quantrell better than Clevenger, that's easy to say. And with Clevenger being hurt, uh, you know, it makes it easy, but also just Quantrell's or Clevenger's inability to stay healthy. Uh, Karen Chalk tried to give this one a go away, and this shows how dumb the hold stat is. So let's talk about the eighth inning real quick. Because uh, in the eighth, uh, he got a hold. Karen Chalk got a hold for his performance in the eighth. So Quantrell, we talked about how good he is. Karen Chalk comes in, walks Brandon Marsh, single to Joe Adele. Then you have a fly out to center field as the one out he he has, and then a walk. Uh, so that loads your bases. And that's when Brian Chalk comes in and gets the double play. But Karen Chalk gets a hold for that for a walk, single, fly out, walk, bases loaded. Next guy gets a double play. Great job by Shaw to induce that double play. I and mean, at this point in time, in a 3-0 game, you're hoping for like a fly out. You're hoping, you're like, okay, I will give up a run to get it out. And hopefully it's 3-1 to one when we go into the, you know, into the next inning. Uh, what Shaw did getting the double play, that is, I mean, it's perfect. It's not what you hope. It's what you hope for, but you know is very unlikely. He gets it done there and uh, might have saved the game and saved the win. But hey, Karen Chalk still gets his 12th hold of the year. Uh, Class A gets uh, hit in a strikeout in his. Lewis his ERA to 1.55. I think he pitched. No, he didn't pitch in, on Friday. Did he pitch? It? No, because it was 7 and it was Parker uh, and Garza. So no. But Class A and Chalk, I mean, that's now your 8th and your ninth. Uh, Karen Chalk, I, can you... I don't know what you do with Karen Chalk, but you can't put him in the back end anymore. You can't. Like If I am making a postseason roster, I don't know if I can include Karen Chalk. Do you have any faith in his ability since the substance ban? I don't. Uh, he is physically out of whack. He is mentally out of whack. Nothing is whack. He is whack right now. Everything is so out of whack. James Karen Chalk's performance is whack. Uh, taking it back with whack and that's a fact enough of that okay so sweep indians are 500 again texas on deck indians could be three games over 500 at the end of this should we actually do we bother to even check in on wild card standings let's do it let's look at the wild card standings uh right now in uh, for the cleveland indians how many teams that have to pass how far back they are at 500 we'll end the show with this so currently speaking, for the wild card, uh, they are seven and a half back with Seattle and Toronto 
ahead of them with Boston, Oakland, uh, Boston, Oakland, and New York. Currently, New York holds the the home field advantage spot. Boston and Oakland are tied. Seattle's three back. Toronto four and a half. Then Cleveland at seven and a half. The Angels eight and a half uh, after their most recent series. And Detroit there. So the Indians are having their struggles this year, but they are a middle of the pack team. Essentially, what it comes down to. And they're doing well against other teams in the middle. Uh, they struggle against the top. I'm curious to see what this team will look like in a year, but you have to feel good right now. If you're an Indians fan, big sweep, dominant weekend. You're like, okay, center field feels set. DH feels set. Third base feels set. Ahmed Rosario is going to be set somewhere. The bat plays. Maybe it's second base. Maybe it's left field. We don't know. After that... Uh, you know, I don't know if anything else feels that, but the rotation feels pretty good, right? And your closer feels really solid. They got some holes. And a salary floor would be gradual. It would not just be for next year, though. It would be crazy to think about the Indians having to all of a sudden go out and spend like $60 million to hit the floor. Uh, it would be, I mean, I, I wouldn't hate it, but uh, it'd be interesting to see. Now... You know, like I said, it's a fun team. It is an interesting team. The rotation is a blast. Uh, currently, there's still some issues in it because, uh, oh, I guess I should comment on Aaron Savali's performance tonight for the Rubber Ducks before I go. I got the email that he pitched two strong innings. I wanted to get the official data on that one. Uh, I got it from, you know, the the representative of the Rubber Ducks, as I'm listed as media for that for that organization. So, today against Harrisburg on the Gotta Catch Em All Pokemon Day. Let's see, the final line for Savali was two innings, two walks, two strikeouts, no hits. So you'll take that. Uh, Connor Pilkington comes in in relief, goes five innings, two hits, one walk, four strikeouts. Another good start by Pilk. Uh, They end up losing this one. Kate Cavalli, former first-round pick on the other side of things. Uh, Offensively, uh, there was not much. Indian, the Rubber Ducks managed three hits uh, in this game. They did have five walks. Uh, Quan and Naylor had two of those each. So along with Fermin, those are the only people to reach twice. And there's a bonus bonus box score, as it were. But yeah, Savali pitching in double A. He's getting close if he is doing that. And he's looking good. Uh, hopefully, maybe one more start from Henches this year, and then that spot will just be Savali going forward. And then... I said once uh once Bieber's healthy we'll see if McKenzie is close to the shutdown point we'll see if they go six man we'll see what they do I would not be surprised if a healthy Bieber makes them because again remember McKenzie 33 innings last year zero in 2019 I would not be shocked if when Bieber's ready to go if McKenzie is just okay time to shut it down I've been Jeff Ellis this has been the Lockdown Indians podcast remember to rate and review download daily it helps uh, follow me on Twitter at JeffMLBDraft for additional content and information. And for the next year, go Guardian, go Tribe. And after that, go, go Guardians, go.